Welcome to the Dental Billing Academy podcast, powered by eAssist Dental Solutions. Hey, dental billers. We have another awesome episode of the Dental Billing Academy ready and waiting for you. I am super excited. We had a lot of buzz um, because I kind of gave a sneak peek of this episode to everyone on social media, and we had a lot, a lot of excitement around it because what we're going to talk about today is uh, conflict resolution um, um, within teams. So you may be a dental biller um, or front desk administrator that works solo by yourself up at the front desk. Uh, oftentimes, what we see is there are usually multiple people um, at the at the front desk or dealing with all of the front desk um, processes because there's just so many, right? So you maybe have somebody that's dedicated to treatment planning, somebody that's dedicated to insurance, somebody that does a lot of the scheduling and, and answering the phone. Um, but even if you're somebody that's up there by yourself, you still have the hygienist and the doctor and the assistant. You're still part of a team. And we all know that working closely together with team members, you know, eight hours a day, sometimes more than you see them more than you see your own family, um, it causes uh, conflict to come around every now and then, uh, maybe more so for, for some teams than others. So I have the amazing Susie Henry here with me today to talk about conflict resolution and we're going to dive into some things. Susie has some uh, amazing learning objectives for this podcast, some tools you can actually take away and implement and use in your practice. Uh, if you if you are thinking to yourself right now, like, well, you know, our practice is one that has conflict come up uh, more than we probably should. Um, then you definitely this podcast is for you. You definitely want to have these tools in your tool, toolbox. So hi, Susie. Hello. How are you, Amanda? Good. Thank you so much for joining. Um, so we'll start off about you, all about you. And I would love for you to just tell me about your career in the dental field. Sure. So I feel like I have a story like a lot of people. Um, I started working at a dental office while I was in college, just kind of pay the bills. Um, my sister was working for an office and they offered me a job as a dental assistant. So honestly, once I dipped my feet into the dental field, it sucked me in. I think like a lot of all of us and I grew to love the dental field. Um, I was at my first office for 11 years and I was cross-trained front and back. I had an amazing office manager who was like a second mom to me. And, um, you know, I think one of what we're going to talk about is, you know, I built a really great relationship with her that was more of a family relationship. Um, and then, you know, I changed a different office after being there 11 years it was hard to leave it was like leaving my family um and I started working for an oral surgeon and then my path kind of went down the specialty world and then um after I got married and had babies I wanted to find something that I could be a little more flexible with so I found e-assist and um here I am 20 years later so I I love the dental field it's my passion so same. I just can't imagine doing anything else. No, you know, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll be a nurse, maybe I'll be a teacher. And then just everything I thought about, just everything brought me back to the dental field. So. I know. I, I, and I, I think mean, we're all like that, right? You know, yeah. just, then we all have this passion for it. So 
Absolutely. So let's dive right into what we want to talk about today, because I think that there's a lot that we can cover and talk about. So let's start off with what are the most common reasons um, that you feel are um, the reasons for conflict within a dental office? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, I've been I've been around the block in the dental field, so I've seen many uh, many disagreements and fights. And I think um, you know it can boil down to anything. Like, hey, you filed this claim wrong. You need to do it right. You didn't scrub this instrument correctly. You um, it, and it just it it can cycle, and it can just like you start with one thing that can just blow up into something that probably didn't really need to be blown up, you know, and um, we're all, well, I mean, there are plenty of men and we love the men in our dental field, but there's a lot of women and we tend to think on emotion and we act on emotion first before we think out what we're going to say. And, uh, you know, I know I, I have learned from my mistakes and I'm every day I'm trying to be better and better at this because, you know, you see something and you just want to say something right away, but you have to kind of take it back and uh, think about what you're saying. And so, you know, I think a lot of times it's you, maybe you just have a weird personality relationship with the new office girl and you're like, oh, I don't know if we can get along, you know. So um, I think personality conflicts is a really big one. Um, I think when people you feel are not pulling their weight in the dental office like you want them to. Um, when someone keeps calling in sick all the time and you're just like, why doesn't she just come to work? You know, so I think there's so many situations and I'm sure, you know, as people are hearing this, they can think of four or five situations that they've been in where there's been conflict in the office, you know, or more. So, well, and like we just talked about, you know, if everyone listening to this podcast has the passion for dentistry that we were just talking about, you know, with uh, high levels of passion come these high emotions, like you Absolutely. were saying. So if you are a dental biller that is just um, working every single day to uh, increase cash flow and make sure those insurance claims are paid and schedule to goal and uh, give patients five-star treatment, you're constantly working towards the good of the practice. Then like you, you just mentioned several ways where um, conflict can happen with employees when you, the perception then seems like, oh, well, they just don't care as much as I do. Right. right. And your, your passion for dentistry is just so strong that sometimes that can cause conflict when there shouldn't be any. Absolutely. I just had one pop in my head that I've heard so many times throughout the dental world, which is that's not my job. Like, I'm, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go empty the garbage. I'm a front office staff. That's not my job. You know, so like there are so like, there's just so many, I, I'm sure as we talk, I'm, I'll be thinking of all these scenarios that happen, you know, but, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a, that's a huge one. I'm glad you thought about that. I actually die a little bit inside every time I hear that. Oh, I know. I cringe a little. I'm like, oh yeah. So, um, that's a huge one. So with all of these, <clears throat> this plethora of ways conflict can happen in an office it definitely seems like a no-brainer that conflict resolution is important. But why specifically do you feel like conflict resolution in a dental office is really important? 
Yeah. I mean, I, a couple of them. Um, one, I feel like if there's a lot of chaos and drama in the office, the first people that fill it are the patients and patients are the most important part of your dental practice. You know, they're the heart of, if, if we didn't have patients, we wouldn't have a dental practice. Um, and let's just say somebody just got into an argument and, you know, I go up there and I'm super upset about it. And I'm at the front desk and I just have this angry, frustrated look on my face because I can't hide my emotions. And I'm supposed to be greeting these patients and welcoming them. They're going to sense that vibe. They're going to sense that there's something going on in the office. Um, also, like you said, we are around our coworkers, usually more than our family. You know, this is, it's not just the way I look at it is it's not just a job. This is your, this is your work family. You know, like we need to come together, find a solution because I don't want to be miserable at work. I hope most people don't want to be miserable at work, you know, but if you're in an environment that's toxic and that you're just feeling angry all the time, then that's going to affect your home life. It's going to affect the way you are with your, your own family, your kids, you know? So I think, you know, it's just so important to find that peace, you know, and it's not always easy, but, and sometimes you have to work at it every day, but, um, I think that the success of the dental practice really lies on the, you know, making sure that your team is a unit and not just Sally here, Amanda here, Susie here, you know, we, we need to come together as a one unit. Yeah. And like you said, it, we all want the, the practice to be successful. We want to have successful careers in dentistry, but also we want to enjoy our job and yeah. enjoy going to work and come home. And like you said, not carry that burden and that um, anger and resentment home with us and kick our cat. So yeah. if anybody has, has not heard uh, Zig Ziglar's um, Don't Kick Your Cat, you should go read it because you don't want I'm to go home. I'm going to read that. I haven't yeah. heard of that. <laughs> yeah. So you, you don't want to go home and kick your cat. And that is an exa exact um, example that you just gave where you have constant conflict um, mm -hmm. with your team. But then also let's not forget conflict with patients. Yeah. Um, and then you bring that home. And then your home life, you know, it, you should be able to come home and relax and have that great work-life balance. Yep. Um, and when you've got a bad day, you're going to bring that home with you most. Usually you can't just leave it at the door because your emotions are, you know, flared up in there. Uh, so you just have to like find common ground so you can be happy at work, you know? So, yeah. Well, I'd love to know, um, some of the situations that you've been in that have been difficult and how you handled them. So let's get some examples from you sure. on, on some of the conflict resolution. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, like I said, I started a dental office when I was 19, barely 19 years old. So, you know, I didn't have tons of life experience and I was your typical teenager. I gossiped. I, I was just a catty girl, you know, and it really came back to bite me. And, um, one of the girls overheard me talking about her and it was one of the worst feelings I've ever felt. And the way that she came up to me and approached me about it, 
was so graceful and I learned so much from her on how she, I mean, she could have come at me and been horrible to me because I was horrible to her, you know, like, Hey, you did this to me. So I'm going to do this to you. And, um, I really, really, really learned from that experience. And, um, I, I think about that a lot because, you know, there's certain things that you think about, ma'am, I wish I could go back in time and change that. Um, you know, she, she came to me with not an accusatory attitude. And she just basically said, Hey, I heard, I heard you talking about me saying that I was skipped because I was working as a dental assistant at the time. And I felt, I felt like she was taking her time to clean the operatory so that I would get the heart patients, you know? And, um, you know, she just basically said, you know, like, that is so not my intent. I would never do that on purpose. And once I really understood what she, where she was coming from, I just, I'm an emotional person. And I just started crying and I deeply apologized for what I had said about her. And like I said, that's always kind of been in the back of my mind because I never want anyone to ever hear me talk bad about them. And, you know, now I really think about my words before I talk to anyone about anyone else, because, um, I know how much words hurt, you know, words can last such a long time with people in general, you know? And so, um, you know, that was, that was one experience I felt kind of pushed a button for me and changed a little bit. Um, and you know, I, I feel like I learned a lot from that and became more of a compassionate person because of that. Um, I have many other, (laughs) other experiences, but that was kind of like my, aha, whoa, Susie, you need to be better at this, you know? So, yeah. Well, and like you said, words can last uh, with people uh, for a very long time, whether they're good or bad. So bad ones, obviously, um, is what we're talking about. But then in this specific case with you, the good, the good communication has stuck with you this whole time, just as long as if you had heard her say something uh, negative about you, or if she had come at you, very accusatory. Um, it's, it's lasting just as long and it influenced you for the good. So what I would love, um, for every dental biller to take away from this podcast is just knowing that while it's hard in the moment to maybe show grace and be the bigger person and, and work to, um, communicate better with your, team members because you do work so closely together. You want to take that influence from people that you know to be great communicators and can um, have those tough conversations very gracefully and, and then be that for somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe somebody on your team has an experience with, with you, just like you had with that, that person in your story. Um, that lasts with them for years and years. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then, you know, I was thinking of another story, another situation where I had a patient that was extremely upset about his insurance. Um, you know, we, we had thought we got all the benefits, but we didn't. And the patient had a waiting period. Um, it was a really weird plan and they had a waiting period on major work and, um, something that we thought was basic was under the major. And so that was our completely our fault. And, um, this patient called me and was furious that they 
they got their EOB back from their insurance and they read it and they were like, oh my gosh. And I mean, we're talking, they were like saying choice words at me over the phone and I could feel myself just like getting red, you know, cause like hearing these toxic words come into my ear, I was just like, Ooh. you know, like I answered the phone. It was just an immediate, how could you do this to me? I have, I can't afford to do this. I, I got to put food on the table for my family. And I mean, just didn't right. get a chance to really talk. And, and and fight or flight kicks in at that point, right? Yeah, you either exactly. want to come back at them very combative or you want to just slink back and, yeah. and not say anything. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, this was after years of practice of, you know, being with patients and working with the public. And I was able to calm him down and really talk it through with him we were able to make it you know it was our fault we we didn't although he should know his benefits right so you know we we came to an agreement and everyone walked away very happy and he deeply apologized for how he treated me so i think a lot of times it's your tone and how you talk back to if someone's coming at you and they're upset what is your tone are you gonna are you gonna sound snippy back to them or are you going to be calm and have a a a nice voice that they're going to want to talk it through with. Because if I was, how dare you talk to me this way, you know, then we weren't going to get anywhere. Right. And so I feel like it's sometimes it's not like what you're saying, but it's how you're seeing it. How are you, how are you seeing it? And are you seeing it in a nice calm voice? Or are you seeing it in a defensive voice? Because being defensive never gets you anywhere right we always end up just going in circles back and forth back and forth and there's never any resolution so right well and with patients what i've always um what's always helped me with communicating with patients is when they call like in that instance when they call upset there's a good chance that they had to speak that way to get to be heard at a yeah. past dental office and so they immediately jump to that. And then if you, like you said, um, talk it out with them and you're very reasonable and um, really work to find a win-win situation. Uh, a lot of times I've had this happen to me too. They apologize mm -hmm. uh, for how they behaved. Um, and then you don't become another statistic in their mental log of, you know, offices that I have to yell and scream and throw a fit in order to be heard. You know, right. it, it's very um, comforting and empowering for a person to know that they can just have a regular conversation and, and be heard. And Absolutely. that, that creates loyal patients for life. If they know that they can call you up and actually just have a conversation with you and you listen to them, and they don't ever have to call and, and yell and scream and use choice words. Right. That's a game changer. Absolutely. Well, and I'm not saying that you should always take that abuse because we all know that sometimes there are patients that are going to be completely irrational. That's true. Irrational and unreasonable. And you do have to kind of take it case by case, you know, like we don't ever want anyone to feel like they're being attacked and abused, you know, over the phone, like, oh my gosh. So you just need to just kind of see if you can alter the situation. If you can't try and calm them down, if you can't calm them down, then you take the next steps of, you know, like, Hey, let's, let's pause. Please call me when, you know, we can actually have a, 
productive conversation. And I would love to help address this concern with you. But um, nobody should have to take that all the time. You know, that's not like how I, I hope I didn't come across that way. Cause no, you know, no. Um, I tend to be one of those that's just way too nice, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, we don't have to take that all the time. But it's just what you say and how you say it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I love what you just said just then with that little phrase um, that you can use with, uh, with an irate patient, you know, um, I've used that before uh, when talking to someone and just, you know, I, I'm, I don't feel like this conversation is 100% productive yeah. right now. Um, so I think we should both come to the table um, at a later time and see if we can yeah. try this again. Um, what are some other like keywords or phrases or just um, concepts that dental fillers should know that uh, can help them in some of these tense situations, either with team members or with patients um, that gets them to this conflict resolution a lot faster or even um, prevents conflict from happening to begin with? Yeah, um, a, a few come to mind. Um, one is um, from the seven habits is seek first to understand and then be understood. So if someone's coming at you and, and they're upset, you want to understand why they're upset. First of all, you know, you want to like, take, take a minute, try and understand where they're coming from. And then usually you can then be understood. If you take that time to just really like, listen to them. Um, I think that's a huge one. Don't you think? Yes. Um, I do, I do love that. Um, the seven habits of highly effective people. If you, if anyone out there has not read it, yeah. I would definitely encourage you to, to go read that. Um, but yes, seeking first to understand is a big one that we're even, we even uh, teach our children in yes. my house um, because it, it it is something that I think that a lot of people um, forget and, you know, don't always look to, to understand where someone's coming from. They just assume. Right. A lot of times we have these emotions and we're only thinking about ourselves in that situation and how we feel and how they made me feel. And sometimes you have to think about, okay, well, how does that person feel about right? This? You know, and that's, like, not, that's not uncommon at all. Everybody does that. You, you know, your emotions and you know, what's in your head, but um, it's, it's really training um, how you think, right. By, by making yourself stop and, and think about it from another person's point of view or asking yeah. them to explain it to you. And it's just, it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. You know, it takes get... a, lot, a lot of practice. I'm still learning that today, yeah. you know, like after years in the dental field, I'm still learning that, you know, and, um, like putting yourself in their shoes, you know, like, mm -hmm. okay, well, and, and not be so close-minded so that you're not open to feedback into, you know, learning because I think that's so important in growth in life in general, you know, um, you know, it's how you approach it. Like, are, are you going to come at them frustrated and negative and say mean things right away? Cause you're super upset. How are you going to approach it? You know, like if I get an email from an upset doctor or, you know, colleague or whatever patient, um, what I like to do is I like to write my email out separate into the, like I usually open a Google doc and I write my email out and then I 
triple check it, check it. Sometimes I even have a friend help me like, Hey, I want, I want this to come across this way, but I don't want to sound rude or mean, or I don't want to accuse someone of anything. Can you make sure my words sound okay? So I always like before I just, and sometimes I let it go. I let it go for a day or so. Let that kind of, let that person cool down a little bit too, um, before I come at them right away because sometimes they just need time too, you know? So whether it's a text message you get from a coworker or an email from a patient or whatever, you know, I really like to kind of like triple check what I'm saying back so that we, again, don't start this vicious cycle of a circle where we're not getting anywhere. We want to come to a resolution, not just keep it going on and on and on forever, you know? And right. And those types of communications, the, the person on the other end can't see your face. They can't hear your voice. Exactly. So that is where it gets really tricky. Um, yeah. Make sure that you are expressing yourself the way that you want to be expressing yeah. yourself. So and we yeah. live in a digital world right now, you know, like people tend to not be face to face a lot with like even when you feel frustrated with like a coworker, a lot of times you'll get a text and not like someone actually talking to you, you know? And so um just really thinking about your words and what you're saying and how you're approaching it. Even if you're the person that's frustrated, it's okay to talk to that person. You should talk to that person. If you're frustrated and it's affecting you, but think about how you're seeing it. You know, there's things you could say like, um like, let's say you're trying to understand where someone's coming from and you're like, why aren't you doing your job? Why can't you just do your job? You just, sometimes you want to say that, like, why can't you just do your job? But instead you could say things like, Hey, I'm trying to understand why, why there's dirty instruments there. Can you give me a little bit more clarity on that? Or, Hey, I'm trying to understand why these patients benefits haven't been checked on yet. Can you give me a little bit of clarity on why that hasn't been done yet? And then that gives them an opportunity to answer without feeling threatened, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's a really great, uh, in my opinion, phrase to, to use and um, seeking to understand the why behind somebody's um, actions, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I said, with all the passion and, and it can feel like somebody just doesn't care or somebody's just making these mistakes or, or like in the example that, that you said, where you felt, um, and that's valid. That's how you felt at the, at the time, even if you didn't go about it, maybe the right way, but you felt as though, um, a, a coworker was doing something intentionally to make your life harder. And I think that a lot of people, um, in dental practices, uh, that are on a team feel that way. Yeah. Even though that that's not probably not the case. Uh, okay. so, so looking to find the why, because, um, how you will approach it at that point, if they did make a mistake or did something that you didn't agree with, but they did it with good intentions yeah, it would be different than if they did it, uh, maliciously. Right. Absolutely. And sometimes it's a great teaching opportunity. Maybe, you know, they, they, they don't quite know how to do that, or maybe they're feeling frustrated with themselves and they know they can't, they can't do it. And so you're giving them an opportunity. You're opening the door for them to communicate that to you. You know, um, I always tell my teams as a team leader, I tell them, I am like an oversharer, an over communicator, like 
come to me. Like if you are struggling with anything, please just come to me and let's work on it together. I don't want you to feel like there's this wildfire that's brewing. And then, you know, we could have resolved this a long time ago. So, you know, I, anyone that knows me knows I communicate way too much. Like they're like, okay, Susie, enough, you know, but I, I just think that open communication is the key to everything, everything in life, you know, whether it's work, your family, your, you know, relationships with anyone. So I, I love communication. So me too. I am uh, in the same boat where I maybe communicate too much, but, um, that's, just, that's okay. That's just you know, who we are. You know? Everyone knows. Everyone knows that about me, and, and they're okay with it. <laughs> so yeah, I, exactly. I think they're okay with it. But if you're not, come at me and let's talk about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, so I appreciate you diving into this with me because um, I, I truly feel um, well. I I know, and I know that you know because you've heard it so many times that people and on dental teams saying, you know, that they have conflict or, um, like you had said at the beginning of the podcast, when there's quite a few women in the office, just like, Oh, working with women is so hard. And it's really not, and it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know, you can, um, really leave out that drama. Um, I feel like most of the time when people have conflict, it's because they're not communicating well enough, right? Whether, um, one person feels this way, the other person feels this way, and they don't talk about it. And it just brews and it just, you know, it can go on for months, sometimes weeks, years, you know, and you never really like come together and talk about it. And, you know, if you're, you're going to be around that person all the time, like, so if you feel that tension, and you know, that something's going on, say, Hey, you know, what? I would love to get a cup of coffee with you. Let's go and chat. Let's just, let's, let's talk. And there's been so many great friendships that I've had that have come out of that and conversations, tears, because we're all women, right? Well, I don't know. I'm a crier, but I know there's a lot of women that aren't, but I cry when I'm happy, sad, mad, frustrated, you know, so usually I'm the one crying and like just, you know, and I think sometimes people need to see that emotion to know that you, you care for them. You're not just, they're not just a coworker, they're family. And, you know, like you have to care, like we care for each other, you know? And so I think that, um, just understanding where they're coming from, becoming a friend and then having open communication, you know, I think those are just like the keys to having resolution with conflict in an office, because if you're not communicating. No one's going to know, like, maybe I'm doing something every day that's upsetting somebody. And I have no idea that I'm even doing that. But then that person's holding on to this grudge and they're frustrated and they're mad and they're they're annoyed at me and they roll their eyes at me. And I have no idea I'm even doing anything wrong. So like you just need to like communicate that. So right. Well, and I love the point that you're making about be becoming friends, but even even if you can't become friends with yeah. somebody that you work with because there's just too many differences. Um maybe uh, you, you're new to a team and the other person up front with you, there's a significant age difference. Yeah. Um, or, um, 
you know, you, you have, um, very different views in life, right? Who's on life, or maybe, um, you have kids or you don't have kids and your coworkers do or don't. And so it's just, it's just hard to kind of find that common ground, but find something, yeah. even, even one thing, one yeah. thing that you can relate to on a personal level, um, the love of being on a beach, right? Everybody loves beach or yeah, um, <laughs> reading or writing or a specific podcast, like the dental billing Academy podcast, That's right? <laughs> anything that you can find that, that you have in common will help. So you don't have to be best friends. You don't have to go out on the weekends or, um, chat every day, but just knowing them on a little bit more of a personal level, it will, um, like Susie said, help you to communicate and um, make talking about things a little bit easier because then you can come at them uh, from a personal a personal angle, but then also a friend of like, hey, let's sit down and talk because they know that you do care about them. Yeah, and it's Absolutely. not just it's not just business. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes people are just complete opposites, oil and water, and you're you're put in this work situation, and you've got to work. You've got to find a way to work together. Otherwise you're going to be miserable. So I like, I really like what you said. Everybody has one thing that they can maybe, you know, have a common thing, right? Whether it's, Hey, I like Snickers. So do you, and then you could leave little Snickers for them every once in a while. But like, yeah. there's something, there's always one thing you can do. And I think, um, we all wake up and want to have a great day. We all want to say, Hey, today's going to be an awesome day. You don't wake up and go, Oh, today's. I just want today to be awful. I don't want to get along with anyone. So I think, you know, if you wake up feeling hopeful and, um, you know, if you have that person that you need to communicate something with, get it off your chest, talk to them in a kind way, think about what you're saying, how you're saying it, how you're approaching it. And it will usually go a lot better than, than you expect. So. Exactly. I have a friend that I, that I'm going to steal something that he says all the time, but it's okay. Cause I don't think he ever listens to this podcast, <laughs> but he, he, and I love this saying, he says, nothing happens in a vacuum. So, um, that's something else to keep in mind. You know, if you have a coworker that shows up just immediately slamming the door and kicking things and, and slamming instruments, instead of running with that and everybody ends up having a bad day, you know, she, or, or he walked in, um, like that something happened, you know, so coming, coming to them as a friend saying, Hey, is everything okay? Or, Hey, do you need to talk? You know, um, just like you would want somebody to do for you that, and this goes for the doctor, hygienist, team members, everyone, um, that, you know, like Susie said, nobody wakes up and it's just like, I want this day to be awful. But you also don't know everybody else's set of circumstances on their way to the office that day or, um, you know, what happened the evening before or how well they slept and, you know, things like that. So just reaching out and, and caring and seeking to understand and then maybe you can help improve somebody's day and avoid conflict happening that day. Yeah. Um, well, some people are really private about their personal life when they come to work and they don't want to talk about why they're upset. But just if you say, hey, you know, I hope you're having a great day. Like if you need anything, I'm here for you. And yeah. I think that that can go a really long way instead of going, wow, Amanda's really ticked off today. I'm going to avoid her. You know, I think letting people know you actually care. They don't have to tell you what's going on in their life. And that's okay. 
but just letting them know that you're there and that you actually care for them, I think can really change someone's mindset. Yeah. Something uh, real quick before we end, something that I used to love to do when I was in an office is if I noticed that um, more than two people, and this was a larger office, but uh, if more than two people showed up kind of not in the best mood, you know, in the morning, I went to the doctor and I said, you know, it'd be great today. Starbucks. <laughs> yes. And I would talk him into getting coffee for everybody on the team. And that immediately, you know, just having something to feel appreciated. And then, um, and that, you know, people are actively working to make your day better, you know, so that's another little, little tip you can put in your back pocket of just, if that's something that as an office manager, or you just are, are the wanting to make everybody's day a little bit nicer one day, let's say Mondays are really hard for everybody on, uh, on your team. Yeah. Uh, then just stopping and getting some sausage biscuits uh, for everybody in the morning or talking the doctor into getting a, uh, a coffee for everybody. It can really go a long way. Absolutely. Kindness goes a long way. It really yeah. does. Yeah. We all want to be kind. <laughs> yes. Just be kind. So thank you, Susie. This was thank really awesome. And I think we should do another one um, at some point. If anyone has any questions or would love some more verbiage from uh, Susie uh, with specific situations, um, I, you know, I don't want to open this up as like a um, dear Anne or whatever that <laughs> article used to be for Susie, but you can email podcast at ESS.me. I will um, get it connected with her to answer any questions that you have, or maybe help you if you have a specifically difficult situation. Um, and then any other questions or topics that you have around conflict resolution, I would love to have Susie back to talk more. So I'm always willing. And so, yeah. yeah. And if you guys have any like situations that you're like, I just don't know what to do, email what you say podcast Podca- yeah podcast at ess.me and i will i will definitely help try and help you out so yes Susie's amazing so <laughs> thank you so much thanks so much bye-bye